Welcome back to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. Through my business, I work with dozens and dozens of boards of directors. And Nick has actually been a board member for a very successful local nonprofit organization. Today, we talk about boards and the challenge of bringing diversity and inclusion to the top leadership and governance roles in our organizations. It's an important issue for our times and for all times, really. Check it out. I can't tell you the number of times that I've looked around the room at a board and I say, wow, you're a bunch of white guys. And they never push back on me because they look around and it's like, yes, they are. Yeah. And this is not what the kind of do? thing. This is not a kind of thing that a coat of paint can fix. Okay. This is not, you have to work the infrastructure of this sucker in order to be able to become diverse. And I, but it's, it's everywhere now. I, one of the things that I love about right now is that everybody is being pushed to accept diversity, uh, to push equity and inequality, uh, and to push inclusion. And I feel like not everybody's responding, but it's everywhere you go. It's like, this is the right thing. We, we need, diversity is the truth. Yeah. That's the way I see it. You look into the world and we are diverse. So let's start looking like it in our corporate worlds, in our films, in our, in our everything. Well, okay. So, and there's a lot to unpack when it comes to like unpaid internships, for example. Okay. So if you want to do an unpaid internship in New York City, let's say you're in social media or you're really, or marketing or uh, literature, you know, you want to be a literary agent or you want to work at a publishing house. You, in many cases, are going to be given these opportunities to intern at one mm-hmm. of these places. And that's going to be part of making your way in the world. Yeah. Uh, but it's an unpaid internship in New York City. So the only way you're going to be able to afford that is mainly coming from a rich family. Yeah. So you're not going to see a lot of diversity in there. So there's all these problems kind of baked into some of these programs. I never even thought of that because both of my kids did internships, right? Uh, and both of my kids benefited from my lovely, wonderful sister-in-law who happens to be wealthy, uh, but making connections for them. So Devin had an internship with NPR in Washington, D.C., another very expensive city, right? And it was an unpaid internship. Mm -hmm. But she loved it. She wanted to do it. And we found her a place to live for free. You know, Linda's cousin. With Sam, he actually stayed at Linda and Barry's house in Needham and took a train to do his internship with an education company, Pearson. Uh, and But I never thought of the fact that if we didn't have those connections, those internships would not have happened. Yeah. And there's a whole population out there that's being removed from the possibility of those internships can't. because they can't afford it. You could be the smartest, most wonderful person. This could be the perfect fit for you, but... If you literally can't afford to do it, yeah, nothing you can do about it. On the other hand, the boards, the I was very surprised. So I, I did the I was on the board for Second Harvest Food Bank. They oh, had, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they had um, Night Images was providing at the time when I worked there a lot of the creative and a lot of nice. back end development for the website. And so they said, well, hey, do you want to be on the board? You know, you're more or less donating all of this as one of the things we can offer to you as a thank you, did you want to be on the board? And since I was mainly their account manager at the time, they, uh, Mike Hinn asked me to, if I wanted to do it. I think that's such a great opportunity. But what I didn't realize, and I realized after, you know, working with the board and, and that sort of thing is the board is there to help raise money. They better be. 
And for most and nonprofits, that's one of, one of the big roles. One of the ways to do that is if you already have money. Mm-hmm. So that's why typically, you know, so again, this is a, there's an infrastructure change. There's an underlying change we have to make to what we expect the a board to do. Yeah. We've had this conversation too a lot among different boards that I'm working with that they have to, usually there's the give, get, or get off uh, requirement on yep. a board, right? But there are other values that people bring and there are other people um, that can bring credibility to your organization just by being on the list. And we have a few people like that in town. I can tell you that a guy I went to college with, Tico Perez, oh, yeah. um, was on so many board lists. I never actually encountered Tico in any of the board retreats that I did pro bono for the organization she was on a board. And there were at least five of them over the years that I've been here. But Tico's presence was less important in in the meeting than it was on the letterhead. Yeah, for people to say, "Oh, well, Tico Perez, because he's a credible guy," and you know, oh, he knows what he's doing, and he yeah. knows, yeah. So yeah, there, yeah that's, that's a kinda, really interesting point. So, but yeah, it, it is. It's it's a good challenge uh, because we have to. Your board has to be a portfolio, right? It has to be like like investments. Yeah. You have to have varying skills, talents, connections in order to make it work. If it's all the same, you know, one size fits all. <laughs> board member, uh, then you're not, it's not going to work it out. Your organization is not going to, it'll do okay. It might succeed despite them. Yeah, sure. But a lot of times you're going to get these ideas that come from a group that again, may not relate to your target market Mm -hmm. and they think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And they're just as white <laughs> as that sliced bread. That's it. I mean, this is, and I think there's a great effort underway right now. The hard part is, how do you how do you do that? We're yeah. an all white board. How do we become more diverse board without token picking people from different backgrounds or giving or, up some of the revenue that comes in because of those board members? Well, okay, and isn't that the trade off, right? Yeah. Because what are we doing? We are then investing in diversity. Yeah. If it's costing us something, then we're saying it's important enough for us to invest in it. And I feel like that's a beautiful symbolic something. Let's do that boards. Let's make that investment regardless. And here's the other side. People seeing a board that reflects the populations that you're serving, it brings credibility to everybody. And the people being served feel better knowing that the people at the top of the organization look like them. They can relate to what I'm going through, you know, Uh, and as out of touch as so many boards can be, I've also seen a number of boards that really work hard to close that gap and stay in touch with that front line. Some boards that are actually more in touch than the front lines of the causes that they're, that they're governing, you know, so it it does vary from place to place, but I think it's important for them to close that gap. And it's not something that could just happen overnight either. No. And that's a lot of conversations, a lot of difficult conversations that need to happen. Well, this is the hard part. It's, It's an evolution, but we're in a time of revolution. Yeah. And so the push to drive the speed of that change is really high now, but that change takes time and it takes time because it's like we talk evolving to the new terms that we have to learn to speak and, and the new way of looking at the people we've known our whole lives. And it's like, it, it takes time and it takes patience and it takes forgiveness and it takes mutual support. And so I just say to those that are pushing for change, keep pushing, but you know, be patient enough to bring us along, be patient enough to realize that human beings don't change quickly. Uh, but we do change uh, if we want to. Yeah. And I think we want to, I feel yeah. like we want to, at least the people we I hang out with the do. same person. <laughs> I don't, don't want to be Nick. Uh, okay. Who do you want to be? I'll call you something. Uh, Chester. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. 
I need to work on my improv. I just kind of panicked there and chose Chester as a name. I do need to change other things too. Like most people, I have unconscious biases. I don't always handle anger well and many more, but I'm working through it and getting better every day. Just like I hope you are. Thanks for listening.